At 21 years old, Kylie Christine Hartman was coming into her own as an adult. And like most young adults, her social media was full of beautiful selfies and friends. On September 10th, 2018, just a couple of weeks before Kylie's 22nd birthday, Kylie went to the Break and Run Bar in Shreveport, Louisiana. She was seen by many people she knew, and they also witnessed her possibly leaving with her ex-boyfriend, Steve Ranny. In the days that followed, no one could reach Kylie, including her mom, Daisha. During this time frame in 2018, two other people would also go missing from Shreveport, Louisiana. Two other people that, while not directly known to be friends of Kylie's, could be said that they ran in the same circles. What's going on down in Shreveport, Louisiana? It's been just over three years since Kylie Hartman disappeared with little to no clues leading anyone to find her. Where is Kylie Christine Hartman? If you're new here, welcome. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for your support of our show and our mission. The goal of the show is to spread awareness of unsolved missing person cases, typically with a focus on the lesser known cases. The ones that need more exposure. Have you noticed that some missing person cases get so much media attention while others get none? How frustrating that must be for families. I also want to thank one of our listeners for sending me the case of Kylie Hartman with such little information to find on Kylie. I likely never would have stumbled upon it myself. But because there are so many out there that are not mainstream stories, I need the case suggestions from you all. If you have a case suggestion for me or any feedback at all, please send me an email at canwefindthem at gmail.com or you can find the Where Are They podcast on Instagram at the Where Are They podcast and we have a Facebook page set up as well. If you're interested, keep an eye on over there. We will be setting up a case discussion group and the link and invite to join will be up on our main Facebook profile. As our show has grown, I think it will be helpful to talk about the cases to brainstorm and help discuss how we can bring more attention to these people that are missing. I also want to give a welcome to our newest Patreon member, Cindy. Thank you so much for supporting the show and our charities. A link to our Patreon is in the show notes if you are interested in joining We have bonus episodes every Friday and other perks there as well. And before we jump into Kylie's story and the discussion of what's going on down there in Shreveport, Louisiana, I want to give a huge thank you to this week's featured partner, Hunt a Killer. 
Forget traditional date nights at fancy restaurants and crowded movie theaters. Stay in, order some takeout, or cook up a feast and solve some crimes. Hunt a Killer is offering you some great deals for this Valentine's Day with up to 27% off some of their most popular bundles or 25% off your first monthly subscription box. Interested in their cool bundles? Grab the Sweetheart Bundle with Baker's Dozen and Curtain Call. Couples that hunt killers together stay together. Nothing is sweeter than a romantic gift packed with seven unique date nights this Valentine's Day. Or check out the Supernova and Camp Calamity Bundle, which is a great choice for a date night or a night on your own. If you're interested in the monthly subscription box, which I can't recommend enough, I'm all about memories and experiences, you can receive 25% off your first box. Choose from the mystery subscription, which is currently playing Mallory Rock, or the horror subscription, Blair Witch, or try them both. When you buy a full or double season mystery membership, you can get a free killer cocktails set. Instead of vegging out on the couch, make some cocktails and solve a murder with your partner in crime. Make this a Valentine's Day to remember. Use the link in our description to see the box set options and receive your special Valentine's discount. Or visit huntakiller.com and use our promo code WHEREARETHEY at checkout for $10 off your subscription purchase anytime. Kylie Hartman is a raven-haired beauty from Northwest Louisiana. Like many of these cases that we cover here, not a whole lot is known about her life before her disappearance. I looked through some of her social media to try to get a feel for who Kylie was, at least what I could see on her social media, and it was pretty basic with just a myriad of selfies and photos with friends. It seems, according to her Facebook anyways, that she was a fan of Breaking Bad and Jersey Shore and enjoyed a variety of different types of music. In 2018, Kylie was living in Shreveport, Louisiana. Shreveport is located in the northwest part of the state, near both the Texas and Arkansas borders. Shreveport is also considered Louisiana's third most populated city. At one point, Kylie had dated a man named Steve Ranny. When she disappeared, it was said that he was her ex-boyfriend, although some reports do refer to him as a boyfriend. So we know that they had possibly broken up, but we also know that she was last seen with him on September 10th, 2018. Why were they together? Were they just friends or had they gotten back together? No one has really confirmed. But I want to give a little background on this Steve Ranny guy. He's quite a bit older than Kylie and has a very shady past. He had also had a fair share of success in life as a real estate broker, which makes his history even more interesting, especially as it may pertain to Kylie. In September of 2018, Kylie was 21 years old, almost 22. Steve Rainey was 38. Steve had a real estate business in Shreveport and owned some rental properties there also. 
So in September of 2018, Rami is considered Kylie's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend. And honestly, even perusing her social media, I couldn't find any public photos of the two. So I don't really know how long they were together or any of the specific details on their relationship. That night, September 10th, 2018, was a Monday. Kylie was seen at the Break and Run Bar in South Shreveport, a bar known for pool leagues, live music on the weekends, video poker, karaoke, and of course being a local hangout. Kylie was seen there with Steve. A few days later, when Kylie's mom, Daisha, couldn't reach Kylie, she was reported missing. Law enforcement believes that she had left the bar that night, the night of September 10th, with Steve Ranny, but there was no sign of Kylie after that. Steve would go on to have some further troubles with the law. I did read through the court decision on this one, and it was pretty disturbing. I'm going to read some excerpts here to give you an idea of who Steve Ranny was, but I'm not getting into any of the graphic details of exactly what he did. On February 29th, 2016, Ranny was charged with molestation of a juvenile. The charge was later amended to indecent behavior with a juvenile and specified that the date of the offense was November 13th, 2015, at which time Mr. Rainey was 35 years old and the victim was 14. After Kylie disappeared, just over one year from Kylie's disappearance, a jury trial commenced on those charges that Steve was accused of. The victim stated that she knew Mr. Ranny because he was the biological father of her half-sister and that she would occasionally see him when she accompanied her sister on visits. The victim then testified that after Mr. Ranny took her and her sister on a vacation to Hot Springs, Arkansas in October of 2015, he then began to call and text her almost every day. When Mr. Ranny contacted the victim during this time, he would persuade her to speak with him about anything. He would express his desires to be intimately involved with her. He promised to marry her when she turned 18 and indicated that he was in the process of even purchasing an engagement ring for her. I'm going to skip over, as I said, the graphic details, but the court decision does go on to specify what exactly Ranny did. Also coming from this court decision, Mark Ranny, Mr. Ranny's father, testified that during the time in which the offense occurred, Mr. Ranny was enrolled in school full-time at a community college. He owned his own real estate business. He lived with three of his children, and he was allegedly in a toxic relationship, which he believed took a toll on Mr. Ranny's judgment, his state of mind, and how he was able to have relationships with others. Mark Ranny went on to testify that his son had issues with alcohol and drugs. On cross-examination, however, Mark Ranny admitted that there was no excuse for Mr. Ranny to remove the victim from school, as he had done. 
After his father's testimony, Mr. Rainey recalled a Detective Bell to the stand who had stated that there was no DNA evidence collected which would verify the validity of the allegation made against Mr. Rainey as officers in this department do not collect clothing for evidence in cases in which there has been no allegation of sexual intercourse. At the trial's conclusion, the jury unanimously found Mr. Rainey guilty as charged. He was sentenced in November of 2019 to four years in prison. Okay, so he's definitely a shady guy. But does that mean he did something to Kylie? Not necessarily. During the search for Kylie, it also came out that she had an active weapons charge against her and a warrant for her arrest. Some thought that maybe Kylie skipped town to avoid her legal troubles. But her weapons charge is interesting. It involved carrying a weapon while underage and having one at school. But she has no other criminal history, so what was she doing with a weapon? Was she possibly scared of someone? It's often said when someone has a criminal record or history, especially a recent one, the investigation into them as a missing person is even more difficult. Not only does it open up the theory that they skip town on their own accord to avoid dealing with their legal troubles, it also leads investigators to talk to and interview other people who often don't want to be involved because of the legal aspect of it. They don't want to get in trouble. Kylie's odd little criminal record didn't help her case in any way. Kylie's mom, Daisha, said that she wouldn't have left on her own. She wouldn't stay gone this long without reaching out to the family. So while this may have been a viable theory in the beginning that Kylie ran off, I think the more time does go on, the less and less likely this theory is. I also wonder what the backstory was to this weapons charge. How did she get the weapon? Was she hanging out in the wrong crowd? Or did she seek it out because she felt she needed it? No one has really come forward with more information on this. Meanwhile, as the search for Kylie continues, people start connecting the dots on some other missing person cases in the area of Shreveport. In August of 2018, just one month before Kylie vanished, Crystal Beale, a 28-year-old young woman, also disappeared. No one can say for sure if Crystal and Kylie knew each other, but law enforcement says that they do believe the two ran in somewhat similar circles, although they've declined to say that the cases are related in any way. From Crystal's Charlie Project profile, Beale was last seen in Caddo Parish, Louisiana on August 6, 2018. She had been arrested in Arkansas and transported to the Caddo Correctional Center on charges of resisting an officer and illegal possession of stolen things. That night, a friend bailed her out of jail. Beale posted on her Facebook page on August 8th, and after that date, she was never seen or heard from again. 
her circumstances are similar but different, and the timing is definitely suspect. Did Crystal go on the run to avoid her legal troubles? Crystal, just like Kylie, does have an active warrant for her arrest, but has not been seen or heard from since August 6th and 8th, 2018. And as I believe with Kylie's case, Crystal's been gone too long for me to really think this theory makes sense today. I suppose in the case of both girls, it is a possibility, but it's been over three years and no one has heard from or seen Crystal or Kylie anywhere. There was another missing person case from the area in September of 2018, a Zachary Erber. Zachary was 37 years old, and it had been confirmed that he and Kylie did indeed know each other, again, running in the same circles. Unfortunately, Zachary's body was found on October 31st of that same year, buried in a shallow grave. His cause of death was never determined, and his death remains under investigation. The only thing we know for sure is it was a homicide. Authorities have never publicly stated if they believe Zachary's murder and Kylie's disappearance could possibly be connected. I guess it's safe to say then that it hasn't been ruled out either. Both Kylie's mom, Daisha, and Crystal's mom, Melody, have worked to keep their daughter's stories in the public eye, sometimes even working together. Melody has been very active on social media, in fact, so much so that she had to actually pull back for a while because she was getting fake leads and prank phone calls. I want to play you a clip of an interview that was done by KTBS Channel 3 with both Daisha and Melody. These women from Shreveport have complicated pasts, and their investigations into their disappearances are marred by unreliable information that, so far, has only led to dead ends. So we took flowers out, and I swam as far as I could. She thought it would make her feel better. (laughs) Melody Beal and Daisha Benjamin didn't know each other a year ago. It's really funny because I don't like girls normally. (laughs) But together... They can share the pain that few others understand. It's always there, crying every day. Depression. It's hard. And all I want is to know what happened to my daughter. Melody's daughter, Crystal, was reported missing August 9th, 2018. Investigators say she was last seen in Shreveport's Highland neighborhood. She's dearly missed right now. The whole family, everybody's worried. The Caddo Parish Sheriff's Office is investigating. We're still having leads. We, we, we have exhausted everything that we could possibly do. Daisha's daughter, Kylie Hartman, vanished a month later. Her mother tells me she was last seen leaving this bar on Mansfield Road with her boyfriend. I, I don't understand why one day she's here and the next she's gone. Shreveport police are handling that case. Nothing is ruled out, so it is an open investigation. For both mothers, details are frustratingly sparse. Always tore our family apart. It's to the point now where we can't even say her name. But the names Crystal Beal and Kylie Hartman have far from disappeared from the conversation. Rumors um, seem to be a problem. 
in this case, and these rumors are repeated. From ransoms to ex-boyfriends, investigators have either debunked those rampant rumors or can't verify them, at least publicly. It's the game you play when you were a kid, when you all sit in a circle and you whisper something in your buddy's ear, and by the time it gets around to the person next to you, what they say and what you said are two completely different things, uh, and that can actually harm our investigations to a degree. Though one rumor remains persistent, that Crystal and Kylie's disappearances are connected. Here's why people might think that. No, she's not a saint, quite frankly, when we do find her, she is going to do jail time. Crystal and Kylie were both in and out of jail. In fact, a friend bonded Crystal out of Caddo Correctional only three days before she was last seen. The women also link their daughters to some of the same people. They both believe their children are dead. Do you believe she's on the run somewhere? No, she's, Crystal's not running. Crystal does not run. I don't think she's with us anymore. Just won't find her remains so I can have closure, so my family can have closure. Tato and Shreveport investigators have exchanged information on both of these cases. We have no evidence to support that Crystal Bill ever ran with Kylie. I don't know about any connections. They also say there's no evidence that either woman is dead. It's difficult. You're, you're in a, a different element of uh, society, and you're dealing with people that don't want to come forward to the police, but... We, we found that in our interviews that we've gotten quite a bit of information from these people, and it's simply that whatever Crystal decided to do, she didn't include anybody in her plans. If we had conclusive evidence that, that Kylie was dead, it would not be a missing person. It would be, be a homicide investigation. Let's take a look now at the area of Shreveport where all of this is happening. It seems their crime rates are quite a bit higher than most other areas of the country. NeighborhoodScout.com rates Shreveport as a 2, meaning they are safer than only 2% of other U.S. cities. Your chances of becoming a victim of violent crime in Louisiana is 1 in 157. In Shreveport specifically, it's 1 in 110. Shreveport, Louisiana currently has 25.7% of their residents living under the federal poverty line. Not good statistics here. I studied Google Maps for a bit too, concentrating on the area Kylie was last seen, which was the Break and Run Bar in South Shreveport. I just keep thinking that when she left the bar, however, she could have went anywhere. Only a few details of that area did stand out to me. The bar is located nine miles away from a landfill, about nine to ten miles away from Wallace Lake, a lake that drastically has varying water levels depending on the time of year and can cover a range of 3,000 to 9,000 acres, and another lake, Cross Lake, about 11 miles to the north of the bar, Cross Lake is a popular recreation lake for boaters, swimmers, and fishermen. Also to the east of the area that the bar is in is the Red River. The Red River flows from Arkansas and Texas and through Louisiana and is one of only two Red Rivers in the U.S. So while Shreveport is a large enough city on its own, there are plenty of more rural and remote areas nearby. 
If something bad happened to Kylie, it's possible she is still out there and needs to be found. Could Kylie have even had an accident and succumbed to the elements on her own? All of this leads me to even more questions. Was her cell phone ever found or pinged? This could obviously help us track her whereabouts that night, the night of September 10th. Were there any surveillance cameras at the bar to see who else she was with or who might have been hanging out with them that night? Or maybe even to confirm if anyone else left with her and Steve. And if the bar didn't have surveillance footage, there looks like there's several businesses. Did one of them catch anything? So we have a couple of main theories in Kylie's case. Theory number one, Steve Ranny. Steve was the last person known to be with Kylie that night, so automatically he has to be looked at. He also has a shady past. But his past of being a pedophile doesn't necessarily mean he did anything to Kylie. I also keep thinking about the fact that he was a real estate agent, meaning he had very good knowledge of the area. He knew where vacant properties were at, and he had rental properties himself. It was proven during his trial that he would take his young female victim to one of his rentals. Perhaps he took Kylie there also. Do we know anything of any drinking or drugs that was happening that night? They were in a bar. I assume there was some drinking happening. But anything beyond that? There hasn't been any hardcore evidence to tie Steve to Kylie's disappearance. And Steve is now behind bars where he still has a couple of years left on his sentence. Maybe if he is involved in any way in Kylie's disappearance, he will eventually talk to another prisoner and maybe information will get out. Of course, Steve could be innocent of anything involving Kylie Hartman. But when you have a criminal record such as his, and he is the last person known to be with Kylie, it stands to reason that Steve would be looked at pretty intensively. Theory number two. Kylie ran off to avoid her legal troubles. It happens. But in the grand scheme of things, her weapons charge was all that she had on her. Other than that, she didn't have a history, so to speak. So it seems dramatic to run off just to avoid this. And I feel like if someone did, it would be short-lived, meaning they'd be back eventually. And it definitely seems like Kylie would have returned or at least contacted her mother after a while. But to date, no one has seen or heard from Kylie. And her social media has been completely silent. Theory number three. Something is going on down in Shreveport. Do we have a serial killer or a problem with human trafficking? Is the disappearance of Crystal Beale and the subsequent murder of Zachary Herbert related to Kylie's case? Even if the cases are completely unrelated, where are they? Where are these girls? There are other possibilities, of course. Kylie had an accident somewhere and her body just hasn't been found yet. Or did Kylie meet up with someone else that night that brought her harm, but 
who? I know the case of Kylie Hartman doesn't have a lot of answers and actually brings up more questions than anything. But what do you think happened to 21-year-old Kylie? Kylie was 21, almost 22, when she vanished in September of 2018. But today, she would be 25 years old. Kylie is described as a Caucasian female, 5 foot 7 inches tall, and weighing about 150 pounds at the time she was last seen. She had dark brown hair, brown eyes, and Kylie has a unique tattoo, a date in Roman numerals on her right forearm. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Kylie or any information at all about her case, please contact the Shreveport Police Department at 318-673-7020. And thank you so much for listening to Kylie Hartman's story. Someone has to know something here. So please keep sharing her photo, her information, and spreading awareness any way you can. Her mother remains heartbroken and misses her daughter so much. She has waited way too long for answers. Please be sure to follow us on social media for case updates, which we will post as we get them. And a big thank you again to this week's featured partner, Hunt a Killer. Treat yourself and the special someone in your life to a unique gift, solving crime with bundles featuring some of the favorite murder mystery games, or start a monthly date night. You can receive 25% off your first subscription box using the link in our show notes. Make this a Valentine's Day to remember. I love that this gift is an experience to enjoy rather than just a one-time material item. I thank you all again so, so much for your continued support of our show and our mission. We will have our bonus episode up on Patreon this weekend, and we will be back again next week with another unsolved missing person case. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones. Hold up. 